The message you are about to listen to is brought to you by the Fountain of Life Church Hope Center. We believe that the Word of God has power through the Holy Spirit to cause remarkable changes in your life. And as you meditate and act on these words, your life will become a testimony. Let's just say a quick word of prayer. Um, the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse um, 130, it says, The unfolding of the word of God give it light and you give it understanding to the simple. So, Lord, we really pray today that you give understanding to our simple hearts. It's a very um, easily misconstrued conversation about what men want in a woman, or what women want in a man, or what men want women to hear, and vice versa. But we ask, oh God, that the intent of your heart, when you created us, you make it manifest today. We ask, oh God, that you also use this opportunity to restore hope, joy, and peace in every marriage. And for those that aspire to marry, we ask, oh God, that you help them with the background of the right information so that they do not make errors in their decision-making. Lord, we ask that if there be any home in turmoil, in challenge, in trouble, we ask, oh God, that you speak peace over that home in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that you, as the balm of Gilead, you soothe every hurt and you mend every broken heart. Thank you, Heavenly Father. At the end of this conversation, we would have learned, we would have known you more, and we would be better people to our spouses or to our friends in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So today we are saying what men need women to know and or what men want women to know yeah and i i feel like um i was I, I think i was on someone's post and he was talking about how you know there is a high amount of breakups um in relationships and trust me women it's not only because the man is running away from you know, doing normal for Valentine and is hoping to now reconnect after vows. It's also because sometimes um, communication is seriously hampered. And beyond the, you know, it's the hourglass body and for the guy, the six packs, you know, and the money and the makeup or the Brazilian hair and every of those, you know, nice but superficial stuff. The core of relationship is communication. And once things start to take a hit on that, it's only a matter of time. It will look like a beautiful house with paint and marbles and terrazzo or whatever it is that you used to adorn a house. But the foundation is just cracking and quaking in. So today we just want to share and, you know, it will be interactive. So please, it is not a sermon. If it was a sermon, we would have done a YouTube live uh, or we would have done a YouTube video and we would just, you know, speak. We want to look at, for men, what if you were given the opportunity to, you know, to speak, to tell a woman what your biggest desire or your biggest need will be, what would it be? And um, I know there are very many things that men, you know, when we have our, our conversations or our gist, we always say, you know, if she can only get it, if she can only get it, you know, and, and sometimes it just feels like it's very challenging to really communicate to each other. I think the first thing I want to share with us is men and women are the same in the eyes of God in terms 
of his love for them, meaning he doesn't love anyone less. However, they are different in the way they show love back. Now, did you get that? Men and women are the same in the eyes of God, the one that showers love on them. He showers it on them equally. But when it is time for man and woman to reciprocate love, they show it differently. So we are the same in the eyes of God, but we display or we manifest differently. And it's a good place to start this conversation because you will find out that what counts as love language for you as a man may not count as love language for your spouse. And you will be doing yourself a lot of disservice, putting a lot of pressure, trying to show them love with the eyes or with the lens of your own, you know, uh, the way you receive it and not necessarily on learning to learn how they want it. So these are very important things. And also for women too, you know, uh, it's, it's instrumental that you understand that behind cooking good food, he wants more. Behind looking good, he wants more. He, there are things that he wants, you know, and, and we need to know these things. So I start up with the floor. If you have questions, please, um, the chat group is open. Um, um, please, let's send in our questions. It will give us a proper guide. Typical of conversations like this, when it starts to get heated or interesting, um, and then we are now start to, you know, we are not really cramped for time. Um, but let me start with this. Maybe this would be a very good icebreaker. Women, why do you feel men are so big on respect? Okay, somebody says you can, okay. My wife says you can also send DMs. If you feel like your husband is on the call or your significant other is on the call, or you just really cherish anonymity, you can send me a private uh, um, chat and we will do it. We will do it. And I will just, I'll, I'll say it and nobody needs to know. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So let's start with the icebreaker. Why do you think men are so hung up on respect? Because honestly, the first thing that studies have shown, and even the scripture, the Bible says, women love your, you know, husbands. Um, uh, no, uh, love, love, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Um, and, you know, God talks about women honor your husband while men love your wife. So why do you think men are so big on honor? Does he feel like, do you feel that it's because we are insecure? Maybe that's a good place to start. Anybody wants to start? Or a man can also please jump in, please. Why are we big on honor? Why are we big on respect? Umara, quiet, bye, go. <laughs> I think someone is going. Is going? Are you going? As soon as I could, mic is unmuted. Where oh, sorry. It stays unmuted. Oh, sorry. It's almost everyone that is unmuted. Sorry, forgive me. Okay. Um, I, I think for me, I think we should why ask you. you think, why do you think I am big on respect? Why? I was about to ask you that. Why are you big on respect? Over flipping, is that? Okay, wait, why do I think you're big on respect? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's, it's right to say that it's the way you guys are wired. Okay. It's almost, it's almost like some things are not, they are not taught. It's just, it's being, a, it's the way it's you like are. Programming. I okay, put this way. I heard, I, 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 I heard this quote. I'm going to steal the quote. It's not mine. 
So I'm putting it out there. So my dog says that they are in every man there is a beast or a gentleman. I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly. How I said it. Hey, what to clip the line? <laughs> so it's how is how you is the one that you talk to that comes out. Let, <laughs> let me let, let me help you. My dog right. says there is a king and a fool in every man. The one you speak to is the one that will respond. Fantastic. So I think that is, as someone says society, I think, yeah, I think maybe society, maybe like, but I actually feel like sometimes um, honor has a, a ripple effect. It has a chain reaction. You know, when we talk about honor, it's not just even towards the man alone, even though women want to be treated the same. But for men, there's just something about it. I don't know what it is, but I shall know that that's, that that phrase makes sense to me because I've seen how you can say, "Get me that water," and it sounds really great, and you can say, "Get me that water," and it sounds insulting. So I think it's respect is not even just what you say, but how you say it and your body language. All right. So for me, it, I've noticed how um, I get certain responses. Not like I'm. I don't think I'm disrespectful, but I know when I've cross maybe I do, I did something and you're like I miss I didn't I didn't like that I'm like ah sorry I'm so sorry and all but what I've seen is that there's a there's a tenderness I'm able to enjoy when I treat you like a king as against talking to you like a toddler or that two year old I'm trying to clean yep come on Amy do you want to add something this guy will be cool. Okay. Um, I hear you. Does anybody want to chip in? Who wants to? Um, All right. Um, hello, everyone. Mendo, yes. Fire away, Mendo. Yeah, I'm good. Good evening. Good evening. Um, yeah, in my let's say humble way, let's say my humble way. Let me just say, um, honor mean number one. It's a way of rubbing the man's ego. Okay. Is a man's love language in a way. And number three, you can't honor the person you don't love. Hmm. You, you can't, can't honor, honor the person you don't what? You don't love. You don't love. You don't love. love. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, do, you mean, do you mean you can't <laughs> love the person you don't honor? No, you can't. Honor the person you don't love. You know, Bible says, okay, wife, honor your husband. Husband, love your wife. Yes, sir. It's all it is one. You know, okay. love, when you love someone, you honor that person. Because you get to find out some things about that person. And we're using it in the context of marriage here, I guess, oh. or relationship. So, um, yeah, so it goes hand in hand. I love you, I love you. But man, I think Bible is just very, very interesting. I have to so you can't you can't honor the person you don't love because you love that person you honor it let me just you know so that others can jump on it thank you so good i i i i i tend to really believe in you and believe what you said sorry um somebody in the chat put something up here and i think this is also worthy of a mention he says i think it's because when it comes to a woman, men like to lead 
care, protect, provide, and impress. So there is a natural desire to be respected or placed on some type of pedestal instinctly. And, you know, I'm just going to build on that to say, why have you ever thought, or why do you think when God created and he created something and God by himself will say it is good? Affirmation. A man likes respect is also synonymous with a, a man likes to be affirmed for good work. Respect is that I place value on your essence and on your person. And God all by himself, or of course as the Trinity at that point, created and he looked at it and he self-endorsed it by himself for himself. He says, and it is good. Meaning to say, when a man does a work, he is expecting from somewhere somebody to say it is good. And from that it is good, a man gets the fuel to go on day two creation, day three creation. Then on the day six, he said, let us create man. Let's create my masterpiece. But see where he was coming from. He was coming from series and series of affirmation till he created the one grand stuff that said, you know what? I want to create something that looks like all of us, the Trinity. So I feel like, as everyone has said, respect or men seeking affirmation is a nature's instinct that was gotten from God himself. And that is why a man will tell you, oh, I bought you this and you didn't even tell me thank you. Is it that he does not see that you are excited? But he still wants to hear that word, thank you. You did not even say thank you. And, I, and women are like, but I was so excited to even tell you. I'm like, no, tell me thank you. A man sees you coming out and he wants you to say good morning. He knows that you, you, you of course, he knows that you don't mean any disrespect. But why does he want it to be said? Because we like affirmations. And you see that for a woman, a woman may necessarily not, not mind. She may necessarily not mind. A woman will most likely trigger on things that has to do with our emotions. Something that has to do with, you know, you professing love. A woman will rather fight you for not saying I love you in the morning than for you saying, for you missing out on good morning. I don't know that you got that. A woman will most likely fight you for not telling her you love her than fight you for not saying good morning. She can say, oh, it was just, he's running late to work. But you went, you did not pick me. Ah. Are we fighting? In fact, there was this popular joke you see on Instagram where a guy comes in and he calls his wife by the full name. And the guy says, did I offend you? Did, are, we, are we fighting? Did, did I do anything wrong? Why? Because she feels like when you call me by my pet name, it shows some form of endearance. It shows some form of, I'm your baby. I am your love. You, 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 want, to, you, want, you want to take care of me. That, that word, you know, makes me feel like I am, I, I, I am in your arms. I am loved by you. Then you just now just call her by her full name. You will say, what is happening? No. But you see, when you call a man by his full name, he goes first to respect. Uh, why? Why are you disrespecting me? Why are you calling yeah, me? Ask, sorry, Bishop, I was about to ask that. How? Yeah. Because you said respect, you know, by, by the um, affirmation and all that. I think for a lot of women is in this context now. How do we measure respect for those that are in relationship and those that are married? 
for men. Me. How can we? How do you guys measure when we are respectful? Is it our tone? Is it our body language? Is it calling like you said, calling your name full name? Is it saying eh? You know, some brother like eh? For your food while on our knees, is it standing? I mean, how do you measure? Is there a universal measuring um, yardstick or something? Michael, let me down here. Yes, sir. Fire, yes, sir. I think the difference for every man, and um, it's important to so Bishop, you made mention of um, how there's a distinct difference between the way men receive love and the way women receive love, right? And um, even for the men, among several men, there are different ways, you know, that um, they would interpret honor or respect. So for some people, it would be um, a courtesy, showing courtesy, um, good morning, or um, words, just generally words of affirmation. I'm trying not to get into the whole love language thing, but pretty much that's about it, you know? Uh, acts of service for some people do things for me i really appreciate that you know it cuts across all gender you know but what i'm trying to say is for the specific man to be specifically you know something that would appeal to him so like it's up to the spouse to identify you know what works on me uh, 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 practice it so to speak. oh wow so it, it varies from very true. I think very from man to man. So what would you? So how do you think a woman can figure out, or what is the what are the red or no nos like, regardless of the man that a woman would do that would trigger the guy like that's not respect. How you speak to him, how you present your case, how you choose your words carefully, how you approach a matter. I think. I was just about to jump in um, uh, on what you said. So for men, it's really never about the what. A man can handle the toughest of questions, but he can be thrown off balance by the how you bring it. Yeah. Um, the how is always the issue for us. Um, I'm trying to see whether I can cite an example. If you tell a man that he smells or he has a bad breath, that in itself, you know, can get anybody uncomfortable. But can you, if you, if you land it well by, you know, bringing out the good in the man and telling him that, you know what, there is a place where he can be better as against, oh, you are entirely, your breath smells. I really can't take it when you want to kiss me. I, I, I really, honestly, can I be frank with you? I really feel disgusted when you come close to me because I just want to puke. You are saying the same thing, but one makes him feel less than who he is. One makes him feel like he is not good. I remember what we talked about, that a man always wants to feel like whatever he has done is good. So he comes and he's like, oh, babe, you know what? I, I just love, you know, everything about you. You know, we can work on your breath, but that's not even a big deal for me. I still love you the way you are. There's something about that delivery that makes him feel like as if he's not totally outside or he's not totally, you know, uh, uh, looked down on. Another thing is how do you view, uh, and, and this is very important, especially for men that are trying to find their foot in either business or you know, comparison. A man doesn't like comparison because a man he's saying to you that I am doing all I can or I believe I'm doing all that I can to be the man that I want to be and the man you want me to be. 
But when you compare me, it makes me feel like I am never going to measure up. You bring a skill that makes me feel like I am, my best is never good enough. And that is another way that we feel disrespected where we are overtly being compared. And like I said, is it that you cannot tell him you know, to level up? Of course you can, but it is the how. The same way if I come to the house and I say, what kind of stew is this? Come on, even the place can cook better than you and I don't eat the place. It's still the way. It's still the way. So I feel like, like my brother said, the way you communicate is one major area that men feel disrespected or respected. And you know, um, the, the, how you also compare us. Because every man wants to feel like he's the king of his own jungle, no matter how small the jungle is. But when you compare him, it's like you've brought an alpha lion into his jungle and you expect him to bow to that alpha lion. I don't know whether that you know, made sense to anyone. Um, yes, yes, I was going to ask, please, let's send that question. The idea is not for Pastor to just talk alone. Thank you so much, um, Mr. Ekundayo. But I want to ask, how do you balance the issue of demand for respect, insecurity, bullying? Um, let's start with those that are dating. What are the red flags that someone in a relationship that's not in my can see that though the guy claims it's demand for respect, but is actually trying to silence or um, intimidate, is just intimidate the person or maybe lack of self-control or insecurity. Yeah, how do you differentiate those that overtly drive respect, but that's not really what they are asking for? The, sorry, Michael here. Okay. The irony of it is that the way the man expresses what he's asking of you will tell you a lot. The way he expresses how he wants you to honor him, whether it's gentle or whether it's rude, will tell you a lot about him. If it's rude, that would speak of or indicate or imply some sort of insecurity. But if a man is able to gently communicate um, how he feels about how you've addressed a particular thing, you know, and in a gentle manner, that would tell you a lot about the individual as well. You know, so. And to answer your question in simple words, how did he present his case about the question or the request for honor and respect? So it still boils down to how to for the guy. Wow, so good. Yeah, and that's why I say it's an, that's why I say it's an iron. Slap him. Yeah, Ulu only wanted to say something. All right, please uh, go ahead. Hello, uh, good afternoon. Um, good afternoon. Yes, Captain. Yes. Um, so I just to um, add to uh, what was said, um, I feel like in some spaces where the uh, guy tries to control the narrative of everything, uh, that's kind of an indicator. So um, and it's the little, little things. And I feel that's where uh, some of the things gets missing is because sometimes in relationships, a lot of people look for uh, like the big control narratives instead of the little things. Um, oh. You know, you step into someone's house and it's like, you like for example, if someone steps into my house, unless I don't like people wearing shoes into my okay. house, for example, uh, the yeah. first time someone comes into my house, I'm not gonna get on the person like, hey, you know, why are you- Take of your shoes, take of your shoes. Take of your shoes, no. It's the first person's first attempt. But the thing about control freaks is that they can't resist the urge to check you in the moment. So oh. now, 
you have to be very attentive to those little nuances of, oh, I don't put the plates there, move it there, don't pack there, move this. Those little, little things are like, uh, in, they work in increments to the big one. So you can save yourself from the big, oh, when you get to my parents house, you must kneel down. You can save yourself from that by paying attention to those things. So if you think about it in increments, like, okay, if this person is telling me I must pack here, I must move there, I can't stand here, why are you wearing that? Some people inter inter um, interpret that as, oh, he just cares about how I look. No, it's you have to look at it from the little perspective because all those things are just like a massive um, thing in parts. So, and it's unfortunately, some people ignore that and experience everything all at once. Meanwhile, through the journey, it's been coming in bits and pieces. Thank you. So good. That, that was so profound. I would not jump okay. on it yet. Um, let's listen to Awele. Awele's hands are literally up. I feel that she's busting with something okay. to say. Please fire away. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not at the moment. It was, it was, that was a mistake. I'm so sorry. That was oh, okay. a mistake. Okay. Okay. So, yes, Mr. Oladayo, fire away. Okay. I think, um, I think many guys probably get into marriage for me i think many guys get into marriage not or relationship not to be in charge or so because nowadays this is how it is you want you want a collaboration you want friendship you want to make decisions together but uh, what what you tend to find nowadays can be situations where ladies want a kind man but when he starts being kind everybody wants to you you want you want to you want to take over that thing that you said you don't want him to do you want to be in charge you you for instance a man can a man can say okay let's give an example a man cleans the bathroom for instance cleans all the bathroom in the house probably maybe he now uses it two hours later and maybe there was a slight you know how these things can be at times and you are calling the man that, oh God, come and see this thing, show me what cleaning. And those are little, little things that at times it, it piles up and men will start to look at it that, oh God, sometimes you are cooking, you, you tend to find yourself in a place where, okay, you, you need to help out, you cook all the time. Some, then it becomes a situation whereby um, women can say that, ah, I think I prefer your food. They'll start to do things like, I think I prefer your food. Ah, I'm not sure I'll be able. I'm not sure I'll be able to cook. Your food is better. Things like this happen, and they pile up, and they suddenly and eventually become issues. Hmm. Okay. So if 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 I get you, what you are trying to say is, um, is it from the angle of um the former question, which is, what are the things that uh, make men lose respect? Or is it on the premise of um, this new conversation that we're we are about to, just so that I can put it in perspective? Hello. Okay, maybe maybe he's not um, there. Um, yeah, I think is also. I think it's gonna be either or. I think this is like some of the things men don't like maybe take being taken for granted. And I, I think I want to cite a case as well. Maybe usually I know of someone saying that um, 
yeah, so kindness being exploited. Some things that they do out of, you know, just their own way of saying um, appreciation or supporting. Then the woman then tries to hijack. I really love that example. And just turn it and ex- maybe then become entitled that they have to do it. Yeah. So. Oh. Wow. So that that's that I I don't want us to go there, but that might also dovetail into some form of question around: Are there gender specific roles? You know, because if if uh, if if you what women want women to know, and women want to know from men, are there oh, okay. gender specific roles? Mm, okay, before we get there, let's not break this. Uh, we'll get there in a bit. Um, but I like what um um uh what's his name now uh the Oluwole, right yeah yeah and i just wanted to really share share a bit on that what are the signs that a woman knows or sees to give her uh insights that this man is overtly demanding of respect the first thing is if he if he if he requests for it without empathy now i i i've learned uh that that you are the man is a privilege to lead, not a right to lead. It's very important that we stress this as men because leadership is not by trying to be very politically correct. It's not by whatever dangles in between your legs. It doesn't create leadership qualities. Leadership is actually by the ability to gather people's thoughts, refine them, and take them to a safe destination. So when you come into partnership with a woman, you must understand that you did not marry a dunce. It is not a master leading a servant. You have married another equal of God's best. But because two of you can both like an idea, but you know, channel it through divergent thoughts, it is seen that the man helps provide leadership so i learned something from from um, pastor king Sikofo. he said when you know the bible talked about the man is, is is lord you know he wasn't talking about lord in terms of authority he was talking about lord in terms of responsibility so it's not because you have superior wisdom all the time i understand that men can be quite more rational and that's you must hear my words quite more rational meaning that they are also rational thinking women. I think being rational is also a statement of the development of the brain. If, if you can develop your brain to be quite rational. So I feel that naturally men tend to be more rational than women. And because of that, when you want to make a decision, rationality is something that you consider. But it doesn't mean that rationality is the only thing that comes to play in a relationship. I'll give you an example. For me, I can be very white or black. Um, uh, somebody is not doing something in the house, fire them. Um, you know, okay. something is stressing you, take it out. But okay. as I got married, um, is, okay, is there something? Anything? All right. As I got married, I started to find out that, you know, not everything is white and black. Not everything is a a dictatorship respond. My wife will come and say, no, let's not do it that way. Why don't we, you know, do this a little while? Why don't we extend of this? And I'm like, okay. And she gives her reasons. Now, if I clap back by saying, no, 
I know better. It means that I am requesting respect without empathy, which is really where I'm going. When you see a guy demand from me, oh, take off your shoes, take off your shoes. There is no empathy there. There is no milk of, 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 of kindness in his speech. You will know that that kind of person, when he is angered, he will flip and he will say things that you do not know or you do not expect. Hello? Okay. All right. So that I just wanted to check that in that it's it's one of the signs that you can that you can uh look so out for. Before you go on, I know we'll soon but before you go on, I really want to reiterate that for those that are single. So a lot of people, um, I don't know, sometimes um we also like for women, just to say that you need to always put things in context. So yes, respect. I learned this, you cannot treat a friend like a boyfriend. You cannot treat a boyfriend. You can't be giving a boyfriend husband privileges. Um, respect, you are dating. I don't know. I start to be corrected. But doesn't mean that you are resuming to watch boxers. That's the way to show respect. So whatever you see, like I said, how was it communicated? I really love what Oluwole said because it's the little thing. So now when we talk about abusive relationship. <laughs> People now are looking for the guy that will slap you. But you know that some people don't, they don't abuse physically, but do they abuse verbally? Do they abuse emotionally? All right. So in the name of respect, let me give you an instance. A guy, because he's offended, he locks you, he blocks you out. He doesn't say anything. In fact, you can, if you guys are together, you can even like to trek home. He will take his, because he's angry and you did not respect me. So please That's just pay attention to the fact that respect does not mean a dictator. Respect doesn't mean that you live in fear. Respect doesn't mean, especially if you are single and you are listening to this, I, what he said, always think about it in increments. I remember what Bishop said years ago, that whatever man you see today, whatever you see, ask yourself, can you live with it for the rest of your life? Especially when oh. it increases, because this is his best behavior. <laughs> this will yeah. be, I mean, it shouldn't get better, but this is the guy trying to impress you. So he marries you now. Are you okay if nothing changes? I don't want you to put yeah. that in because I've heard people talk about respect. They are battered, they are bullied, and it just says respect. So that's the balance we look at in terms of increment. And like Mr. Ikunda said, how was it? The same way a man wants to say, how did a woman speak? The same way a woman will measure. This man has asked for respect. How was it communicated? Thank you. Yeah. I'm just going to say two things. I'm going to mention two points that I wrote here. I said, um, women crave, uh, or women desire to be loved. Men desire to be respected. If a woman craves for unconditional love, she must be ready to also give unconditional respect. Um, I think there are two love languages that go for both parties. If you say you want a man that will love you unconditionally, are you ready to, to respect him unconditionally? Another thing that I learned is there is a difference between giving respect as an action and giving respect as a reaction. Did somebody get that? There's a difference between giving respect as an action and giving respect as a reaction. Reaction means he has to prove himself to be respectable before you can give him respect. Now, this is more for the guys married, and I'll give you the differences. For those that are married, you must understand that you have already signed up to say this person 
is my husband. And this person, I've given him right to help and lead in this home. What that means is you must generously be able to offer respect, not only because he deserves it. Now, it is not every time that a woman does things that are loving that makes us commit to love. When I pay the rent, it's not because I had the most amazing sex. No. It's because I have taken it upon myself to reflect my love for her in this duty. It's the same way a woman too must take it upon herself that I don't need him to prove always that he is worthy of my respect before I generously give up respect. Because if you go into the proving game, it will also dovetail to you, meaning that you must, all, you, 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 you must always prove that you can respect a man. And sometimes when you don't, or when you know a man does not see what you've done as respect, it becomes a problem. You, you must be able to give, cut you some slack. So please, it's very important that we don't react. We don't wait to, for him before you now give him respect. You understand? You be respectful in the way you speak, not only in the way you respond. I, I just thought it's very important that we put it there. Um, another so, thing that... Okay, yeah, right. Right, sir. Okay, another thing that I wanted to share was men show love in order to get respect. Women show respect in order to get love. It's almost like a yin-yang relationship. It's almost like the relationship between the plants and the animal and the humans. You give you, you give carbon dioxide so that the plants can give you oxygen. It's a symbiotic relationship. Both people have needs. Okay. The base is everybody wants love and everybody wants respect. So what we are really talking about is the people that want it more. A man wants more respect. A woman wants more love. And love is not just um, kiss me, buy me stuff. No, she wants to feel an intimate connection with you that you have her back, that you are a constant friend, that you are confident, that you are someone that she can rely on and she can gain strength from. That's the type of love they, 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 that we mean when we talk about a woman wanting love. It's not just, I buy you this, I take you to Paris. It's not that. It's not only that. It's more than that. And for a man, respect is not just, I kneel down to give you food, but when it comes to the way you talk to me, it's out of normal. Uh -huh. So, if, sorry? I'm I'm hearing you. Like, yeah, so good. Yeah. So a, a man goes out to say, you know what? I want to do all I can to show this woman that I love her so that my response or her response to my love will be what? Respect. And a woman is saying, you know what? I will call him, uh, what's that popular? Yoba. Daddy, uh, you are. Oh, Daddy, uh, Jesus Christ. Let me see. Daddy, you are. Wow. <laughs> Abba. Abba. We are international here, please. <laughs> you know? But a, a woman will say, my king, my crown. Can you hear me? Yes, you can. Yeah, my king, my crown. Use those kind of analogies, you know. Words of affirmation, you know. Oh, the owner of my soul, the me, my cabbage, you know, my, my heart, and all those things. They give you that respect so that you too can also offer them love, protection, having their back, speaking words into them, building them up with your words. 
creating a future that has them excited. Those are the things that a woman lives for. A woman wants to sit with, can you imagine, you know, and I learned this, and men, listen to this. You want to know why a lot of your wives or a lot of your girlfriends are very close to their pastors. Because there is something about when a, a man of God keeps speaking gracious words to you, speak, keeps speaking positive words to you, that naturally endears a woman to him. So if you are the kind of person that you are struggling with every day, you are in church, every day you are always in, you are in this program, you are in that program, maybe you also want to redefine a little bit by saying, you know what, am I also speaking words of grace into this woman's life? Am I giving her a void that she's having to meet in a pastor? So it's very important that we know that, that a woman wants you to reflect love by your words. A man wants you to reflect love, wants you to reflect love, um, respect by your love. Um, yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, um, we have two questions here. First, before I say what okay. I want to say, what if the guy takes you for granted? That's the case of giving him respect when he doesn't deserve it. Is that is? Yeah, what if the guy doesn't? What if the guy takes you for granted? I wanted to. Can, is that if you are married or if you are single? Because if you are single, do both. Sir. If you are single and the man takes you for granted, what do you want? Andrew, you have to mute your mic. Okay, Bishop, if you are single and the man takes you for granted, what do you do about that? Now, the joy you have when you are single is that you can choose. Now, if a man is taking you for granted, the first thing you must understand is that he doesn't um, fully understand the value of togetherness. The Bible says one shall chase, chase a thousand to put 10,000 to flight. Any man that disrespects a woman or, 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 or what's that word that you just used now? Um, I just lost it now. Um, let me see, help me. The word you just used, a man that what? Takes you for granted. granted. Thank you. Any man that takes you for granted has not been able to find the gold in you. And that for me is a red flag. Whoa. It's a red flag. Someone said if, the flag is red. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. I have a, I have a, I have a comment. Taken for okay. granted as a one instance incident or a perpetual uh, continuous behavior. No, I want, I want to believe that this person is talking about um, repetitive instances. Uh, I, want up, I want you to clarify you. Do two ways. The way one of if it's one off, all right? And the one that is repetitive. Yeah. So here's what I'm trying to say. Um, the very concept of two people coming together is understanding the fact that they would have to align on certain common things. You like to press your toothpaste from up, I like to press my toothpaste from down. That is not a deal breaker anywhere in the world. It becomes a deal breaker when two of these people insist to have their way on a common ground. What am I trying to say? When somebody comes and says, oh, I believe you should do this, and that statement leads to a disrespect to you, there must be the need for, number one, the one that was disrespected, to be able to say, oh, I feel that when you said this, it, you know, it brought some disrespect my way. And the value that you bring, or the value that that other person knows that you bring, must make him humble enough to accept, to say, you know what, though you may have been disrespected, I didn't mean to disrespect you. So can we now talk together on what it is that we are both trying to achieve so that we can find a common ground that makes you happy 
and does not lead you to disrespect. The moment you cannot have that fora or those conversations, it becomes something that is now one-sided. If you remember what Oluwale said, Oluwale said, they are the little things. So what happens is when you see somebody repetitively doing something and is not willing to give room for change, he's trying to tell you in that marriage or in that relationship, it is my view or my view alone. And that is a red flag. It's very close. I understand. I got it. I normally tell my wife something, and it was something that we will share here, and God gave us a long time ago while we were dating. I told you, Missy, that I will never deliberately hurt you. Now, that is such a powerful statement because, number one, it gives room to be hurt. It means that there will be times in our marriage that my actions or inactions may bring hurt. But please learn this or know this. It will never be deliberate. You see, when it becomes deliberate, then that is, in fact, the place where you should take your, your leave. If somebody right. deliberately seeks to undermine you or seeks to not listen to your point of view because he always feels his point is superior, you will never have a voice in that marriage. And do not forget, you are Lord, not because you have authority, but because you are responsible. So that is the balance I feel. All right. Um, somebody says, but if you are married, respect is not seasonal. I agree. Respect is not seasonal. This needs to be yeah. framed. Yeah. Olamide says, if you are married, respect is not seasonal. That yeah. that's um, that case of is taking me for granted. Uh, case like yo, if you are married, <laughs> you need and you're a believer, you need to hold on to Jesus. That's where the fruit of the spirit, long suffering, all of them will be very vital for you. Because I see a lot of people then try to withhold respect. It's it doesn't deserve it. I'm thinking you don't walk up past that place, especially if it has not got to point that maybe the guy is physically assaulting you or things like that. All right, that you might need to know that it's not seasonal it's not i i i don't like what he said so i'll be told i'll be told respect uh, no. she didn't show me enough love i'll be told respect now another question but before i said that i, I want to say a lot of women because what we're saying tonight is what men so guys before we wrap up one man to really tell us what do you want women to know you can put it in the chat box because that's what we're going to be doing women all right um i think what do you have to say about this man um i think sometimes when you see this disrespect um how do you want to be treated if you're going through tough corners or tough seasons um if i say sometimes is it because women they don't know what they don't know how they got you got into that trouble what am i saying a lot of times maybe irritation causes women to disrespect men it's not excusable but irritation when people get when women get irritated maybe um Bills. I'm not saying it's excusable, but I'm saying, men, how would you want things to be handled when a man is going through a tough season? Do you rather we talk to you, we leave you, we don't leave you, we pray for yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Can, can I first even break out something here? Um, and this is addressed to the man in the house, so to go to, to, yes, to the men in the house. You cannot demand self, you cannot demand respect if you do not also have self-respect. And what I've seen that has happened with a lot of men is they want the woman to fill the void of their own personal deficiency. Whoa. Now, what am I trying to say? If you by yourself, you do not hold the value of living a respectable life, and you are trying to force it down a woman's throat because she, by design of marriage, has to respect you, you are all by all men the most miserable. 
it's very important that we know that as we are turning or we are, you know, uh, letting women know that respect is a love language for us, you must not make it, you must not make it difficult to give. Men must not make respect difficult to give. And this is important because I will tell you something. How does a woman respect a man that uses family money for gambling? How does a woman respect a man that can be very loose with every woman that he has on his social media page, saying, dear to this one, I like the way you look. Uh -uh, your breast is going bigger. You are, you are unnecessarily lewd, and you want the woman to respect you. What that means is that you have not put value on yourself. Because if you put value on your kingship, you would defer from things that make you look like a fool. And it's very important that men, we need to know that. That as much as God has blessed you with a submissive woman, you must not cause that woman to sin. Now back to the question that Missy says. The first thing I want you to understand is every man has ego and every man has a baby inside of them. In fact, more often than not, it is the ego that we use to cover the baby that we carry. So a man gets into a midlife crisis. A man gets into a midlife crisis as we often know it. And what happens is the layer of his bravado or his, his manhood starts to thin out such that he starts to fear that you see the baby inside of him. The baby that maybe cannot put his resources together, the baby that does not know how to quickly turn around well such that his family will not hunger. And at that point in time, you must understand that more than the words of condemnation that you want to give a man, he has already given himself. Before you tell him that, look now, rent is due. He already knows that rent is due. And he's already beating himself. And that is why we must be careful how we deliver the words. I remember the book of Job. The Bible said, Job's wife said to him, curse God and die. This was a man that lost all his, wife, all, all his children. This was a man that lost all his businesses. And the response that the woman could give him then was curse God and die. And maybe ours in this modern day context is not cost God and die, but maybe it is, if I knew that this is how it's going to be, maybe I would have stayed in my mother's house. It's about the same thing. So you see that in a man's time of trouble, what you need to do is to remind him of the king in him so that the fool in him does not take over. The fool takes over when he doesn't have the word of grace and he settles for the succor of a bottle, settles for the succor of a prostitute, settles for the succor of violence, because nothing is speaking to the king in him. The reason why we also admonish Christians, or we admonish people that please don't just marry a church-going Christian, marry a God-believing Christian, is that in that season of his life, the one person that can actually get him out of it is a genuine relationship with God. If you look at the book of Job, you find out that all through the time that Job was having these issues in his life, he kept having constant communication with God. He kept saying, you know what? I want to have a conversation with God. I want him to try me. I know that if he tries me, I will be as gold. If he's done with me, I know. I know my Redeemer lives it. He was constantly having conversations with God. Because when a man doesn't have that, 
he may not be able to find every single thing he needs in a woman. And it's very true. Oh. 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 Do, do, do well, you understand? So yes, if I'm in this current situation, number one, analyze where you are. Does your husband love God? Does he know God? Does he have a relationship with God? Or did he have a relationship with God? That's part one. Part two, speak out the king in him. Honey, I know we can make it. This is but a temporary setback. I know that God will bring us out. I trust in your ability to lead this home. I know that you, 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 know, you are the man for me. I stand by you in this situation. Nothing can tell us apart. We will go through this. Bring out the king in him. Do not let him have to always watch out for his back, thinking that his support system or his wife is going to leave him. Because he has that in his mind, that he feels that he has lost the very thing that he thinks makes him your husband. And that is the way a man is. A man, once he cannot provide, starts to feel that he has lost the right to be called husband. So let him know that your love was way more than his ability to provide. Let him know that his, your love was way more than his ability to bring home the bacon. That you love him as a person, you love the gift of God upon his life. And that this is just a temporary setback. Now for you that are a man, please, when a woman is trying to bring out the king in you, please tell that fool to sit down. That is not when you now take it for granted. That is not when, you know, it beats me when I hear things like a man takes the money for the house and he goes to play bet Niger. It's, it's, it's you allowing the fool in you. Yes, uh, one person did it and he hammered. <laughs> Bros, we have had more cases of people that lost money than more people that, that won money. Let's not allow the fool in us take preeminence when a woman is trying to bring out the king in us. So I feel that those are the two steps that you can do. Talk to God, lead him to God, know where his status is with God. Then talk to him and bring out the king in him. Another part you find out in Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31 was talking about the ideal woman. And Proverbs 31 was also talking about a woman that can also pull up her sleeves and work. I understand that the cultural context of a woman in Africa is that she's a bread, she's a homemaker and the husband is a breadwinner. Uh, but I would like to tell you that it is a cultural thing. You don't necessarily have to be a homemaker alone. You can make and bring in some bread. Just read for a woman. Read Proverbs 31. You will see. The Bible says she goes into the market. She trades. She trades. So I feel like there's also... Because the biggest conversation you have in marriages that are shaky is around money. A lot and of times about money. And what? And sex. And, ooh. That's not for <laughs> that's today. Exactly, yeah. That's not for today. That's number two thing that a, a man wants a woman to know that we don't like sex we need sex but we'll go there some other day or we'll go there upper week because i think next week is for women so aside from that is money it's very important that a man i'll give you guys an example there was the time where i just got a new job and the job of course paid better than the old one i just you know had more perks than the old one and uh, my wife and i we saw a business opportunity and we thought it was smart and we did it and it went bust we get pretty much food of all the money we had at home. We had to even borrow money to make that deal. And it really went flat. And I was not only broke, I was also in debt. I had to go to rent money, which was even another major issue. It was a bad situation. And I just had a, I just joined a new company. So what was I doing? Every morning, every month, my salary was pretty much going to the payment of the debts. 
and you know one or two things that we could do in the house. So clearly, any form of philanthropy or or lao lao was seriously curbed. Even food, if we didn't need to eat chicken, bam, meat. You know those things were going on. But guess what, guys? In that season, my wife came through. My wife would just say, Ah, Olumde, the days I was living and I knew that the fuel I had in my car may not take me back. And my wife would just look at me and say, Olumde, do you need money? Do you need 5K? Do you need 10K? You know, she would come and say, Olumde, guess what? I went for immunization. They blessed me with 50,000. I sent 40,000 to your account. Guys, those seasons of life, you don't need her to even utter the words. I knew that this woman respected me. And that did something to me. It made me zealous to come back on track and do everything for this woman. It made me look at her and say, you know what, because at that point in time that I was at my lowest, she became a support system and she kept speaking the king in me. Friends would come to the house without any form of being shy. There was no pressure of, ah, how would they know that we don't have chicken? No, if you come and you see egg on your rice, auntie chop it. Do you get it? And that for me brought out a woman because I'd always known she loved me, but these were things that started to show me that you know what, this woman is indeed right or right. You understand? This woman indeed is a helpmate. The question I want to ask as women sometimes. When your husband is in, in turmoil, how do you help? Are you quick to chastise? Are you quick to say it's all your fault? Or are you trying to bring out the best in the man? Because he will bounce back if he's a man of God, you know. But you don't want to have lost him while he was trying to find himself. Uh, um, Bishop, I would like to quickly put a balance to, like, well said. For No, I'm serious also for single people. For single people, I I, I I don't know why. I think because a lot of times you finish a lot of might be when you see that a lot of what people deal with in marriage were seeds planted while they were dating. Like Oluwale said that those small, small things that we did not take note of. So you're going through a tough time with somebody that you're dating as well. These things apply, but you must watch out. You don't marry, you don't marry potential, you're marrying patterns. This person that is always, is he very flippant with investments? He's always broke. He's always, what is he doing with his money? He's always in trouble. When you help him out, is he able to get back on his feet? He will tell you to borrow him money. Does he pay back? So when you mm -hmm. are dating, when you are dating, you have to watch because I love what Bishop said. The love, the, the action did not make him relax. The action propelled him. So that's yeah. why it should be. The woman is an helpmate. Everything your wife does, even if she she you're in a season, she can pay house, she can do anything, whatever. It should be a propeller. It should not be a thing of shame, but it should not make you redundant. It should not make you redundant. So if you are dating, open your eyes. Not the one that you are the one walking. The guy is always at home watching TV. He says it's building, it's building. It's building uh, a brain child. Okay, yes. when you go wake up, if you're having a dream, no problem. Let's bring it working so that the brain and the child and the work can do together. But I'm just saying that when you're dating, please pay attention to these things. They are very, very, very important. Um, I also want to quickly read this other question before we um yes, always dreaming. You never forget this. You marry a guy has potential, but what's the pattern? You don't marry potential. Potential can remain your house, see potential needs. Still dreaming, and I've seen people like that that they just don't want to do anything, and they are comfortable with it. 
Okay. Um, quickly, someone just asked this question as well. Uh, oh, sorry, please. Is respect equals to saying thank you to your spouse every time, saying good morning daily or good afternoon? Is that part of respect? It's just a very quick yes or no. Okay, yes and no. The, the first thing is, how does your husband view respect? Do not forget that respect is not your love language as a woman. It is his love language. Did you get that? Respect is not your love language. It is his. So you must understand what makes respect for him. Like I told you, there are some men that they grew up in a very egalitarian society, equality. You understand? They do not believe that the woman must see the husband. I mean, both of us see each other. But you must be the one to say good morning. A man, there are some men that believe that whoever sees first says good morning. Hey, good morning. Hi, hi, how are you? I'm going by. But you see, there are some others that are traditional. And if you marry a traditional man, even if you take him to the UK, it will take a bit of time for him to become that egalitarian person. In fact, there are still some men in the UK that will tell you, nah, stop it, there. Yeah. This is not our land. You say good morning. You say, Ndi, you need to understand your type of man. Number one, understand that he's not saying that to demean you. He's only saying that this makes me feel happy and comfortable. And I will be glad to, if you can do it for me. You understand the balance? So if he's the kind of person that, be, that likes it, hey, if your husband likes a goosey, why are you always cooking a dick icon? If he likes it, give it to him. Especially when you know that he's not, he's not, uh, he's not taking you for granted doing it. You understand? If you look at it from this part, maybe that can also help. What happens when you tell him, good morning? If he's the kind of man that says, hey, my daughter, oh, my, my darling, come here. I'm sorry I'm just using an Igbo person because I know that culturally, they are very, you know, they, they tend to be, to be honest, almost every culture, you're about to go like that. You know, but what, what is the feedback that you get when you tell him, oh, good morning, dear, good morning, oh, ah, thank you. I feel generally thank you should not be a thing of discussion. Thank you should be every human's veto, default language. Every human being must learn thank you. It has nothing to do with respect. You must just learn how to say thank you, please. And what's that last one? There are three things that the, the teacher thank you, please, and something, sir. I'm so sorry. And I'm sorry. Thank you. Ooh, thank you. So those three things are very important. Know the type of man that you do. If you have a man and you're blessed, that you have a kind of man that is a very free guy, he doesn't really care. Um, you know that he doesn't, he doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. You know, another thing, you know there are some men that don't talk. They don't necessarily, they will not, they will not die if you don't do it. But they feel happy when you do it. If you have yeah. that kind of man, you know that he doesn't take anything from you. Like me now, yeah. my wife and I, we are not the ones to wake up and say only good morning. Here you get. But I know there are certain things that before I go home, I must do. My wife likes me to say goodbye to her before I go. My wife would like, my wife would like me to peck her before I go. My wife, my wife would like me to say, hey, have a great day. I've learned that. If I don't, does it mean that I'm less? No. But I've learned she loves it. And if I want, if I love her, I will do it. All right. All right, um, Bishop, another thing is, it doesn't, another thing I would advise people to do if you're dating, especially those that are married, you can just ask. You just ask. When you guys are maybe just playing, you know, like, ah, babes, how would you, how do you want, how would you want me to love you? How, what does respect look like for you? You'd be surprised. Um, 
So my, okay, I always use this ex example, like exa you must know the kind of man you're married to. Forget that he's wearing suits, he wears sneakers, and he, he sings ill song and all of that. He doesn't sing traditional song. That doesn't mean he's not traditional. And forget that he wears Agbada to walk safe. It could mean he's very urban. So I'm saying that. <laughs> so I'm just saying that, please, so that you don't go and shock yourself. Because, I mean, my husband is still quite, he still has some traditional tree. And you, I will never have thought that he would be like that. Compared to my brother-in-law, that is really the one that looks like he's, he's quiet. He looks very traditional, right? But apparently, looks can be deceptive. So my point is that it's not, it's not anything I'm, I'm shocked, all right, because we have conversations and you just kind of think. So those, it's like saying someone that speaks French and trying to always communicate with person in Spanish. You have to learn the, learn the language. What makes your husband, you might be so dutiful, say, ah, good morning. And everyone is saying good morning, but it still doesn't feel the respect. So you can just talk about it and ask questions from time to time. I call it review. My husband and I, we do it a lot. Just how are you doing? Are you happy? Are you okay? And but please, if you want to ask those questions, you must be willing to receive feedback. If you cannot stomach the feedback, you know when the guy now tells you that ah, I don't like you when you do this, and you now begin to feel bad you're behind the brother. So my point is, if you're going to ask those questions, just make sure that you're open to, to learn from that. And um, is there any so, other... Well, well Alamide says something, and I think it's just good that we reiterate that. Um, let me just say, he says, respect is best seen as a two-way street. If you can respect your wife, in bracket, plus love as well, you will really never have to demand for it. As they say, tell me and I will forget, but show me and I will never forget. I feel that's just so beautiful. So good. I feel that's so, so beautiful. Good. Bishop, yeah. the last question tonight. Aye, aye. We're asking... What happens when a guy is going through a tough time, but he wants space? He doesn't want to talk about it. He's just quiet. What do you do at such moment? Oh. Oh. So the concept of space, I, I would explain that. A lot of times when people that demand for space um, bring that conversation up, it's one of two things. Number one, they have mastered the art of always dealing with things alone. Oh. E.g. an only child, e.g. Oh. a very private person, e.g. someone that he can literally coexist by himself on his own. You know those people that they can be in one room, they don't go out, they don't know they are there, and they find their life within that room. And when they go out, it's like I see they feel the world is unsafe, they just quickly go out and they come in. People like that, if you have them as a spouse, you must understand that these people have used many years to introspect and gain some form of direction by themselves for themselves. And what you need to do for that kind of person, you must give him time to trust you. A mm. man or a woman sometimes, they keep themselves in their bubble. But you see what they do is every, every show of love, every show of trust gives them, gives them the right to give you an invitation to come into their bubble. But there are sometimes the bubble gets hot and they want to fix it by themselves. So you must be someone that you can trust. The second thing is someone that, a man that brings I want space is a man that maybe has given you access and you have messed it up. Oh. 
that's another thing. And it's also vice versa. A woman too can yeah. tell you I want space. Um, yeah. I'll give you an example. Okay, I was going to give an example. So yeah, go ahead. Okay. So there was this time that my wife, as a hobby, now hear me well, as a hobby, before we got married, before I even knew her um, relationship-wise, she used to go for retreats everywhere. It was a thing for her. It was that time where, you know, the popular uh, ego mindset, you go, you roost, you go and gather new feather, blah, 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 blah. Those are the things she used to do. I, for the life of me, Moseri, I will serve my own within the community. I said, we, we keep going on. Is it that ours is better? Is it that mine is better? No, it has just been the way we have dealt with life. And in some funny way, it has worked for both of us individually. So, six years into marriage, is it not? I mean, it six years now. Huh? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Last, yeah, last year, Emisi comes and says, oh, Olumde, I, I, I really have not gone for a retreat in a long time. And I want, I, I just feel like I want to do this retreat. And the moment she said that, the first thing that came to my mind is, am I a stumbling block? You know, and because we have... I give it to you. Almost like it's going. I'm like, ah. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Okay, continue. And I was like, I'm like, not quite. Uh, I had to find a way. That's another thing about respect. There's something you say, ah, no, it's not you and me. It's only me. I beg, I beg, I beg. Because I, I saw that. Oh my God, it's really, really attaching. On this. Um, so can I can I also chip in something? My That's wife has done for the yeah. ministry. Sorry, sorry, love. For the ministry that my wife um currently manages. Uh, God gives that to manage. They do like retreats every year. And I go, she tells me, Olumde, now come for our retreat now. He's in a crisis now. No one will get you a room. We shake back, we shall. So I'm used to tagging along. Do you get? I'm used to saying, ah, Olumde, there is a video. Do you want to come? It will be fun. Olumde, now come and minister to us. Come and teach us. I'm used to it. So the day she says, ah, I want to go for a retreat. Hey, oh yeah, now. So the moment she said, it's only me, aha. And I said, okay. You see, emotional intelligence came to play there. As much as I knew that, okay, am I because I also could remember that this is something she used to do. Then she also did a good job of reminding me. Let me see, continue. And I did not go for it at that point. Yeah. I didn't go for it. Because I I said that thing. I just, because it is said, don't go. But I felt like, oh, it just was like, I just needed to reassure him. I don't need distance away from him to solve problem or clear my mind. The reason why I go for retreats is something I've, I'm used to. I've not done in a long while. I just, you know, not because you're stressing me out. And it's funny. Eventually, when I went for one night at the end of the year, in fact, it was even winning that I should go because a lot was happening at that period. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. When I went for one night, guess what? We're literally on the phone. So he, he knew that it wasn't a case of I wanted it. So when he brought that up, is that it's very important, you know, what you say, how you say it. And I was going to talk about um um even the the fact of how my husband is. Oh, should I've lost my line of thought to give an example. What was that question again? Um, you forgot to say. Sorry. Oh, the listeners help us. 
Man, yes, quiet, quiet, quiet. Or you want to you want to handle situations on your own. Yes. When we got married, my husband is the only child. So Onumide, now my God, I'm like Jesus Christ. I've I've really rubbed off on this guy. Now it yep. feels like we have we've switched. We've, <laughs> we've swapped places and we've switched, right? When we got yeah. married, Onumide is the is quiet. Something has happened. He's trying to process this. Maybe something happened. Mm-hmm. And this yo, what's up? What's going on? I would tell you, like you said, you have to give it time. A lot of women want to demand things. You earn it. You earn it. You don't just go and demand things. Yeah, you, you earn the bubble. Exactly. So I was, I had to find a way to make you comfortable. I know you know you can talk to me. Okay, what's on your mind? Yeah. I don't want to say something. I don't. I said, don't worry. It's me. You say it. You don't mean it. No problem. We'll pack it. And then when he says it, and I'm, I'm like, out. I, I don't go like, ha. I say because I'm just, I'm just gonna scatter what I just decided to earn right there. Because I said he could tell me anything in any case. So even if I had to say, uh-uh, I'm taking it in face straight, like nothing has changed. Oh, baby, because we have this underlining principle. I will, you, I will not deliberately hurt you, right? So after a yep. while, it's the type of person that will keep quiet to process, but gradually, it didn't happen overnight. When he wanted that mm-hmm. space, I would just say, okay, no problem. We also had a language. We could say something like, you know what, give me five minutes or give me, I will be fine. Just give me time. So I'm yeah. he's not shutting me out. I'm not shutting him out. I've communicated no more. Yes, there's something, but just give me time to process. I just need that time. So we've learned to lead together, but we're still very individual. So I give him that space and give him that time. But guess what? Almost seven years now, he has changed. I'm not the one that yes. wants to, you know, process. He's not how to be thinking. And, and I know that like, like you. What is it? And it's just like, tell me, what's up? You're hungry. You're going. You're thinking. You're moving. I'm like, oh my god, this is what I was like. So my point is, even the guy that you think is, if you handle it well with the help of Holy Ghost, you guys, you will see how you guys will rub off on each other. And yeah. Honestly, all right. So just take it, take, give it time, pray about it. Um, if you're suspecting that maybe there's something more, opens of vices and all, you can never understand the power of prayer. You can't nag him to tell you the truth. You can oh, only pray 50 billion million for you for them. <laughs> you can't like him to, to tell you. Women. I'm not stop him to tell you the truth. Ah, it, some people that got the video, not tell us. You know, you can't oh. stop him to tell you the truth. You can't nag him to tell him to tell you the truth. You can't use emotional blackmail for him to tell you the truth. You can pray. You can be genuinely kind, patient, all right? And above all, you can learn it by how you deal with the truth when he tells you. I mean, that that one just there is just the icing for me. You cannot nag him or manipulate him. You know that. <laughs> ah, okay. Ah, is cuckoo well, you, my sister. If you have PhD in that habit, he do it. You no good though, because guess what? The first time he might be compelled to do it because he genuinely feels that uh, genuinely feels bad. So he gets out of his way to tell you something that he's not currently ready to tell you. When you make it a habit, like a life hack, he's just going to tell you that, you know what? Wow, well, all right. The joy of your husband confiding in you is beyond what he tells you. It's the fact that he feels safe telling you. Did somebody get that? The joy of your spouse confiding in you is more than what he said. That, oh, he tells me everything. That's not the goal. It's the fact that he feels comfortable telling you everything. He doesn't tell you out of duress. He doesn't tell you because he feels that when I don't tell you, you think I'm cheating. Those things don't sustain relationship. You don't write exam because you want to pass. You write exam because you want to prove that you have mastery 
over that subject. Is somebody getting me? You don't manipulate him to speak. It's like saying somebody has a sickness that does not allow him to drink water. You now carry two spoons. You now thrust the mouth open. You would only tear that mouth. You need to find what makes him not open his mouth. Because naturally speaking, he should open his mouth. Love, by the, 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 the tenets of love, makes him turn on his mumu suit for you and tells you even what he shouldn't tell you. Look at uh, Delilah and Samson. What will make a man, they torture him, so they, you literally told the woman, after, three, after two encounters, the secret of your power. So can you see? You can't nag him. Please, you also cannot manipulate him. The moment a man deciphers your tool of manipulation, he is going to counter-react with a roadblock, telling you that, you know what, this thing means nothing to me. What can you do, however? You can try to earn his trust. Then another thing about a man, Tim, uh, I'm going through something. I, I, I can't talk to you right now. Please, no man, or whoever you are, the more you make your wife feel like you can't talk to her, let me tell you something. In most cases, that thing that you say you cannot talk to your wife, there is one other person that you can talk to. It can be your bosom friend. It can be your colleague at work. What happens is the day your wife knows that under this God beautiful green earth, one other person knows what it is that you could not tell her. What you have said to her is the love I have for that person is greater than the love I have for you. So you must be careful. If your wife does not know how to manage situations, there are ways you can tell her so that she does not feel like she doesn't know anything. There are ways you can say, oh, you know what, it's, it's related to work. There are just some deals that did not go as planned. I was hoping that I was going to fix this and fix this. And it didn't pan out. She knows something. But when you say, you know, you can't understand, you can't understand, it's work stuff, it's work stuff. But you now go to your secretary. It's not your secretary that does not even have as much school staff as your wife. They are not telling everything. You have, you have, you have created a character woman in your own. So please be, be, be very careful of these kind of things. I've heard men say, oh, my wife does not have the mental acumen. She does not, she, she makes you process them. You know, say, you know now, it's not to raise kids. Yes, yeah, she's good. But she, ah, she knows to think down. But you see that person, that, that, that's my assistant. I heard they peak. Oh, God, be careful. You don't just say because you want to say. You are also saying so that they believe that, you know what, my life is transparent to you. You understand? And guess what? If you truly confide in your wife, she will pick up. There are certain things about my work right now that my wife effortlessly knows. In fact, we're having a discussion one day, and I mentioned the terminology in my office. And she said, oh, that's one. Are you serious? Why would, you, why would they do that now? But then they know that this is what, and I was opening my mouth. I'm like, what? Have we spoken so much that you literally know even the terminologies in my office? And you are not even in my business, in my, in my industry. That is the joy. What I want is a woman I can banter ideas with. What I have is a woman that I have, have spoken to her enough that she can also come to the table with the type of sense I need. And I don't need to look elsewhere. Praise God. Is there any Thank you so much. It's been a great night. Uh, any final question, final words? 
Uh, we'll continue again next week, Friday by 7 p.m. So good to see you. If it's your first time on the platform, can you just wave? Can you just raise your hand? We'd like to uh -oh. say something. Because you people, that's this way. When we're adjusting, I want to do to 10 o'clock. No, not tonight. <laughs> oh, blessing. What's up? See, how are you? Nice to meet you here. Can we celebrate everyone that's just joining? Hello, Ola Pisti. So good. Hello, Wura. So good to see you. Thank you for coming. Uh -huh. Hey, Mando. Bless you, Mando. Thank you for joining. Every single person. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll meet again next week. Um, God bless you and see you. For those that are looking for a church, we will gladly invite you to the Fountain of Life Church of Center in Yaba. Uh, services at 8 a.m. Please come and be a blessing or be blessed, sorry, and allow God to decorate your life. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. Talk to you guys Thank next you week. Pray before we go, oh, okay, oh, all right, now. Uh, in the diaspora, right? You can, so you you can, you can stream, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. You can always stream on our YouTube page. We just put, I'll just put the details here. TFOLC Hope Center. You can see some of our message, past messages on YouTube or Instagram. Um, you can send us the mail via our website. You can do prayer requests. We also pray every Monday, morning, Monday to Friday, 5:30 a.m. Um, with this same Zoom, with this same Zoom link. Yeah. yeah, and if you're in Bible believing church, keep being a blessing there. Keep raising the bar. Keep you know just supporting right there. We can. Why we do this because we believe this is one of the ways we reach out beyond church, uh, four worlds. All right, so this is very interdenominational. So we, we you're welcome. We love you. We celebrate you. Um, yeah. So Bishop, can you bless us with a blessing? Oh. So Father, we thank you. Um, the Bible says all good and perfect gift comes from you. The Father of light in whom there's no variable necessary father of turning. Um, the very concept of marriage as your idea that man should not be alone and you sent him a help me. And we thank you because in our day and time, we are privileged to be people that can benefit of this blessing. So Lord, we pray that for everyone first that is trusting you for marriage, we decree in the name of Jesus that they would not make the mistakes that others have made and have been in problem. You will guide them in all truth and give them the best of your gifts for them in marriage in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that understanding would be would, would be restored in every relationship that is ordained by God. We pray that the enemy will not sit in with discord or with words of, 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 of seeds of enmity. Uh, in the name of Jesus, we decree, Father Lord, that every single one here that is trusting you for a life partner, Lord, you would align them to the one that you have called out and sent for them in the name of Jesus. And for those that are married, Lord, we ask that you, O oh God, will continually make their, their marriage sweet. In fact, I hear in my spirit, man, sour wine is turning to sweet wine. In the mighty name of Jesus, everything that over the years 
you guys are managed and from managing it has just become an unresolved issue i decree in the name of jesus that those mountains be made be, be, be made plain in the name of jesus i pray that the joy of marriage the beauty the radiance of marriage you start to enjoy it in the name of jesus just as god intended just as god proposed in his heart that man will not be alone you will not be married and yet feel alone in the name of jesus both of you will love each other like Christ of the church you will give of yourself you will sacrifice your best and each other and both of you will love each other immensely in the mighty name of jesus lord we thank you we decree it is well with our homes peace is restored Lord, there will be communication. Two shall work together and they shall agree. In fact, one will chase a thousand, two will put ten thousand to flight, and there will be common unity. There will be unity in mind, in spirit, and in, in words in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord, because you, O oh God, will remain the center of every relationship and marriage in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. All righty. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you. you've been richly blessed by this message we are a ministry with a mission to spread the gospel of jesus christ which birth hope love and so much more for more information you can follow us on our social media platforms at tfolc hope center on facebook instagram and youtube or you can visit our website www.tfolchopecenter.org god bless you